0: Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Settler. And I'm Casey McBride. And we're here with another fun episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Hello and thank you everyone for joining us. I know we missed a couple days and we were thinking about it. We're like, man, we haven't missed a day, like the entire pandemic and then like two times in a week. So we're so grateful that we are here and that you're here and uh, that everyone's showing up for this ever present moment of now.
1: (laughs) Yes, and I just noticed, so these are, uh, we got these Hucha Pichai they're stones that we use in shamanism to um, like, uh, they they suck up heaviness from people. We can also use them to like cut cords and things. And I just noticed I was showing Hank, this one was broken, but I love the shape of this. It's like a little hook thing that I could use to just sever little chords, and I just noticed that as I was sitting here while the theme song was playing, so it's kind of cool looking.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you talk about cutting chords, like, um, and incidentally, we will never probably stay on topic ever, so um, <laughs> I, I was actually thinking before we went on, it might be better to do the show, and then afterwards, like, what would be the best title for what we just did, because we never seem to stay on point. But when you talk about chords, um, it's set in the tradition that we are learning uh, from, uh, from Peru, that all the chords inevitably attach to the navel. It might come in somewhere else on the energy field, but it comes into the navel the reason being is that's the only part of us that is real everything else is woven into the illusion so at some point they all come there so if you're ever looking for the place to cut a cord you could always do it right at the the cusco the navel
1: and um i was just i don't know where i read this but i think it was just yesterday popped up on facebook or something i don't know um anyway they were saying that Uh, The navel is the first thing to form during, um, like, when a fetus is forming in the mother's womb, Uh, and then everything else kind of forms around that, because that's sort of like our lifeline. We're connected to our mother through the navel. And then also I read that there are, what was it, the most... it's like the most complex like center for like veins or something in the body is right there at the navel as well there were a few like interesting parallels but um yeah so amazing that uh, you know the shamans uh, also figured out the like massive importance
0: of the (laughs) navel absolutely and it's a good segue too, just to remind people if you haven't watched it go back and watch the mother's day episode we did a a ceremony uh live where we were doing a soul retrieval for being cut from the mother that's one of the things they do in peru is like uh, really quickly after a baby's born two things one is a soul retrieval to um to kind of make them whole again from being cut from the mother from that place of safety being out in the, the real world uh, and having all those experiences. And two, the Cusco energetically is like wide open and they do something to help that lens close so they're not overwhelmed by a uh, sensory overload of the world around them. And they say that the northerners are walking around with leaking navels, because we of course never had that uh, when we were little, uh, just kind of throwing us uh, out to the real world. And hello, Michelle, thank you for joining us. We're pleased hey. to have you there. That's, and- um- She's, uh,
1: yeah, oh, I, I, uh, I, I, when I was teaching the shamanic meditation classes originally, when they were in person, they were at Michelle's center of Root healing therapy.
0: Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. oh, Michelle, Thank you for giving Casey a place to do his shtick. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, leaking gut. <laughs> yeah. yeah but so like, especially if you think about how many empaths are out in the world today and how they are on sensory overload. What if the reason that is, is because there was never a teaching of how to regulate the energy coming into or out of the field. So that is uh, definitely what, um, one of the things with the with pass and that navel that could be a little tricky. But we have in this tradition, like, it, that's just one of the eyes. That's like one, the Cusco is one eye. That's um, how you bring in and kind of sense everything but you also have one at the heart which they call the sunnawi which is uh the place of munai which is another energetic field you have them at the throat you have one at the tailbone there's five main ones and then there's some sub ones too so that could be a whole nother topic in and of itself well
1: yeah um but, we don't uh, have a stand topic. No, I was going to say, I've, I've, I've noticed we have the tendency to do that sometimes where we'll go, oh, well, that could be another episode. And then it never becomes another episode, so we should just talk about them in the moment when they arise. Okay, so we'll <laughs> talk
0: about them in the moment. So uh, the five main naui's one is at the tailbone, which would be a black energy and that would be for mother water, which would be Mother uh, Mama Unu in this tradition. And then at the navel would be a red energy connecting to Pachamama, which is Mother Earth. The uh, heart would be um, in ti father son and it would be a gold energy. And then into the throat, you have two energies coming in. One is Mamakia, which is mother moon. And the other is w- uh, Waira, which is father wind. So and that is silver for the moon and blue for the wind. And those are the five of actually one, two, three, four. And then the fifth one is above, which is the uh, for Wittokocha, the creator energy, the creator creatrix. And this what tradition- the,
1: the third eye when we, when we have the Kintu up Those,
0: those are a little bit of a subset, but that is like the three eyes, this one, this one, and your third eye. I would make up one so there's like little sub eyes and one is like the outer and uh, outer vision and one is more the inner vision but that's considered like one eye in the tradition and that would be the place of yatchai the combination of like intellect and will was not will of intellect and wisdom uh they call that yatchai
1: mm. okay oh so i, I was kidding so the, so the three centers we do with the
0: I know we're getting yeah, that's yeah. So there's five energy (laughs) centers, and then there's like three kind of like if you want to think of it like body, mind, spirit in a sense. Um, You have Lankai, which is like the industrialist of the physical body, the Waldo that the being is using to have this experience. You have Munai, which is a combination of will and love. Uh, and there's not really a good translation for it, but it's like, um, it's really your declaration, of will into the universe. It's not a, a space of requesting, like saying, please may I have this? It's this is my will, then I put it projecting into the universe. And then the universe's job is to actualize that for you. And then you have Yachai, which is the the wisdom and the intellect part of all that. Mm. And, and what I was referring uh,
1: to with the uh, Kintu, it's really cool. Uh, I think we should guide everyone through that um, exercise. One of the, you know what? Well, again, why don't we do it now? <laughs> can, we, can we guide people through how to, how, to, how to do a kintu? We could do it here, and then people can find
0: their leaves on their own. We absolutely uh, could. We yeah. absolutely could. I was just it's looking good. for a little bit real oh. quick. Oh, I know where it is. Oh just to illustrate this, Munai, Yachai, and Lankai, I have um, something that Zane gave me at one point that I can put up here from when he was on doing one of his classes. So this is this little uh, diamond. And now these diamonds are not representative of how the energy actually, because think of it as three dimensional and they would overlap a bit more, but it just kind of shows like energy center-wise the um the three main centers and if you want to think of it and this is not part of the teachings but something that just occurred to me if you think of the human being like a prism right and you have this unrefined light energy that's coming in and then it's separating out you have the seven rays or whatnot these three might represent the three rays of the primary colors and then uh, from that you would have subsets of how those break down further and the whole idea of um behind what we're doing is where we're finding our inner light that we can take all those and focus it to manifest divinity on the physical plane so um i'm kind of seeing some parallels to the esoteric teachings from alice bailey in it now i could write a whole thing on that wow cool i see (laughs) if we hadn't gone down that rabbit hole i wouldn't have had that awareness as another way to look at this which is really cool all right but we can definitely walk through that too are you getting leaves is that what you have leaves
1: yeah (laughs) oh
0: do i need to get leaves oh i have these These are from a money tree, or I think they're called money tree. So what better for uh, abundance? Um, But traditionally for doing this, you would use coca leaf in Peru. Of course, that's kind of illegal here. Uh, So you can use bay leaf, which is a really good substitute. Or if you're out in nature, especially if you're doing this to connect with the spirit of the land, Find three leaves that are local to the place that you're at. Just watch out for a uh, poison ivy, poison oak, you know, leaves the three, leave them be, <laughs> or, or if, unless you know what they are. And if you're going to burn it, make sure you do it outside. But just in case, uh, in the off chance that you're using a leaf that might be toxic, like I think rhododendron might have a toxicity if you burn it. Um, it's good to burn them outside if you were going to burn them. So we'll just say that too. But you get your three leaves. The reason that we use
1: and just to put a little context, so these are um, uh, like an offering that we make, but it's also a way uh, to uh, prepare ourselves to do sacred work or sacred play, as we like to say. Um, and uh, yeah, well, maybe we touch on that a little bit, give a little context around um, what exactly why we 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 do the Kintu.
0: Yeah. So the idea is, while well, we use three really leaves—one for the lower, middle, and upper world—and going through the process, we're basically going through a centering exercise where we're allowing each part of our each one of the three centers we just spoke about to come into resonance with the three worlds. And then you go through a process where you introduce yourself to the leaves you uh, in Quechua, we would say no which means I am or my name is your full name ayu apu kunamanta, which means this is the place I am from, and then the place you are born. So essentially, you're saying I'm William Henry settler from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But energetically, more than that, you are basically saying the nature spirits that hold the blueprint for the perfect me, my pakarina Ituapu, they are here. So you're connecting, you're making what we call a CK line from your place of emergence to the place you are now that carries with it the blueprint, the vibration of the of who you had the potential in becoming. So it's a really powerful exercise to introduce yourself to the uh, nature spirits. Cool.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. So um, uh, for everyone following along, uh, if you happen to have three leaves handy, that's great. If not um, just you can go back and watch this video on the replay. And um, like you said, if if you have bay leaves, I think a lot of people have bay leaves in their house. That's beautiful to do this with, or like if you're on your next hike or whatever, uh, you know, out in nature enjoying some, quality time with the nature spirits. Um, just grab three uh, leaves you know, that kind of call out to you. And again, the way that uh, our teacher put it is that it's beautiful to use the, um, although traditionally it's done with like coca leaf, and then like a lot of times we use bay leaf as a substitute, it's really awesome to use uh, the leaves um, like native to that area so if you pick three leaves off a tree or a plant on the ground or whatever making sure they're not poisonous <laughs> that
0: um
1: uh this the nature spirits are already familiar all the all the spirits that are familiar with the energy of that plant so it's beautiful to use that
0: yeah, there was even a time uh, during the last apprenticeship we had gone to a place and we had our kin to and um we went through this whole process and we put them into the water and they were going downstream and i just didn't feel uh, the connection that i'm used to feeling and then i, I was guided to go get three more leaves that are from here not ones that you brought with you I'm like oh okay and so then I did it a second time and there was a much deeper connection just to give a experiential uh, component to what Casey just said it's uh, really great to use the leaves that are native to the land uh, or do both I mean you can there's some um, some offerings that you do where you would do 12 sets of these each one connecting with a very specific energy uh, from a mountain or from a like a, a, a feminine um spirit like the grand canyon or niagara falls so there's nothing to say that you can't do more than one of these um, four different offerings but anyway so what you'll do is take your three leaves and you're going to be putting them right by around the navel here and you're going to just allow yourself to center your physical body to center with the Pacha, the underworld and with pachamama our mother earth and mama unu mother water And if you are a color person, you can also just allow the black energy from the waters to flow in through the tailbone and the red energy from Pachamama to flow in through the navel. And when you feel complete with that, you would raise these up to the heart area. Allowing the Munai, the combination of your will and love, and your hatan sunko, your great and beautiful heart, to come into resonance with the kaipacha, the middle world. Iari ompi, 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 haia, kaipacha, ompi, ompi, ompi. Iari Munai ompi, ompi, ompi. And iari means victory and praises. And then the name of the spirit we're calling in we ompi ompi means bring your healing here or heal what our souls already healed. And then raising it to the third eye area. You would allow this center, your chay, to come into resonance with the upper world, the hanakpacha Pacha. Ahaya Hanukpacha, Ompi Ompui Ompui, iari Mmm. That's the one I was looking for. Our higher selves or our blueprint, if you will. And then bringing these down to the lips, you would repeat after me. No Kenny, okay. and then your full name. So No Kenny, William Henry Sutla, Then you would say Ayu, Ayu Apu quina and the place you were born city and state pittsburgh pennsylvania and then with the sacred high wall just a baby's breath you are breathing the highest vibration of who you can be in this moment into the leaves if you're angry right now you breathe the highest vibration of angry you can be the the thing here is to be authentic with who you are in this moment and just breathe that energetically into the leaves And then you'll do a breath, we call this a pukui, with the intention to call in all the feminine nature spirits. You'll raise your left elbow as you do the breath and turn to the side. It looks like this. And to the right, calling in all the masculine spirits. And then you take the leaves again, put them back down towards the navel, this time coming into contact with your muhukoya, it's your seed of divine potential. It is the source uh, where the energy comes into you and animates this physical body. And allowing that to swirl up, you want to visualize and allow uh, this rainbow energy, all the different possibilities of creation to flow up through your body. You go up above your head. And the idea that here is that you're flowering, you're uh, providing your nectar. To draw the Sawikinti, the royal hummingbird in this tradition, to you, which is our connection to Witacocha, which is a story we can tell in a moment. And connecting into Witacocha, that creator energy, you tap into that energy and just like a column of light, you pull it down towards your lips again. And then, energetically, not with words, energetically, you allow yourself. To be the vibration of all the things you would like to actualize in your life. What would it feel like if all the things you were looking to have in your life were here right now? What does that feel like? Allow your whole aura to crackle with it. And then doing another high while you read that into the leaves. And that is a basic Kintu offering. Which of course you can get a lot more elaborate on. But that is the basic one.
1: And I always feel so wonderful after I do that. (laughs) So centered and grounded and calm and peaceful. I'm going to, I think I'm going to put this one under my mesa because we had another kimchi under. Oh, but you know what? I had an idea as I was doing that. The thought popped into my head. Um, The way Zane has been teaching us. And I think it was because there are a lot of people that um, haven't been a part of the apprenticeship. He gave, I think more of an, uh, how to put it, like almost like more of a kinesthetic or feeling like direct experiential uh, way of doing it. So I kind of wanted to do maybe a quick little version of that sure. um, as well. So you would kind of do this uh, very similar to what Zane just did, but um, for people having Zane trouble, re- <laughs> <laughs> <Hank>. <laughs> you should take that as a big compliment, Hank. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, but uh, very similar to what he <laughs> just did. Um, uh, but yeah, um, well, I guess I won't, we won't have to go through the whole thing since we just did it. But when, at the navel, what he had us do was uh, connect to um, sort of the feeling of like zero point or oneness, um, or just like source or God or whatever you imagine that as being like, and have the leaves come into resonance with that and hold the vibration of it. And then he had us tilting the leaves a little bit downward at the navel when we did that, then tilt them up and have them at the navel. And then you imagine or intend that you're drinking that energy into the navel. And when you feel a wave of physical relaxation happen in response to doing that, send that wave of physical relaxation down your arms and into the leaves, knowing that they'll hold that vibration for you. And then once you felt that, you bring them up to the heart. And then same thing, drinking the combined energies of that zero point and uh, the physical relaxation of the body. And once you feel an expansion of your emotions, then as soon as you feel that expansion, offer that down your arms and into the leaves. And then those combined energies, you bring up to the third eye area, drink in all of those energies. And when you feel a clearing of your mind, doesn't have to be that all your thoughts stop or anything, but just that more of a clarity comes in to, to the mind. Then you offer that down the arms and into the leaves. Um, and then uh, everything else is pretty similar as far as you know uh, the breaths and all that. Uh, but that was the big difference was instead of, uh, for those who aren't like as familiar with the concepts of the lower, middle, and upper world and stuff, maybe well, helpful I, to have more of a feeling if you're
0: Walking through it with somebody too, you might find that you do it completely differently for one group versus another, depending what the need is. So that's one thing with the ultimate esoteric path is you do everything from the heart. And uh, the way I do it, of course, is going to be a little different than Zane. And that's the way it ought to be. And from every single um, situation, like if you, if you ever, well, you've come to my concerts. It's never the same the mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. group of people that are there. Um, you could do something completely differently. And I, you make up a ceremony on the fly to fit the need for the, the people that you're with. And it's a beautiful thing when that happens. And then it's customized based on whatever is needed. It's really awesome. My mesa wants the Kintu. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's that's the really cool thing um, is that it, like in in shamanism, it is, it, you know, uh, Paco, nature mysticism, shamanism, um, they really are about um, direct individual experience and learning uh, these truths for yourself. So yeah, uh, and and. It leaves a lot more room for flexibility when introducing other people to the work, and and work and meet like you said, meeting people where they're at. And I think in a lot of the um, like major world religions, they're like so stuck with like a particular set of um, like rules or like guidelines for how they do things that a lot of people get turned off because they're like you know okay, well that's not for me, and that's the way they're always going to do it, no matter what. Whereas, like you said, a, a real, um, uh, you know, shaman or healer will meet people exactly where they're at in that moment. And I know for some people, you know, um, like like the word God is so very different for, for a lot of different people. Some people are very turned off by that. Some people, they need to hear that in order to associate anything sacred. So, you know, sometimes when I'm talking about... Um, you know, like oneness or source or whatever. I'll use the words like oneness and source. And then other people, I would have to use the word God for them to be able to relate to that. Um, And that's just one of the like many little subtleties uh, that we can um, uh, sort of tweak in order to really help the person that we're trying to facilitate healing for or whatever we're doing uh, to connect a little more easily with the work that we're doing. Yeah,
0: I just had a client last week when they came, I ended up putting out all these, I have I don't keep them out all the time, but I have all these little cards that are all these little saint things like St. Jude and Mother Teresa and a whole bunch of different saints. And I put those out because I had the feeling and I knew they have a, a huge Catholic background and that put them way more at ease with the work that we were doing than if I had just had everything, the mesa as it was. Adding that one little element, putting a crucifix on top of the centerpiece, it just shifted the whole allowance of what was, what we were working on. If I hadn't done that, it would have been like a, a resistance to it. Potentially. I don't know for sure, but I was following my guidance on it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but no, and uh, that, that, just makes this work, I think even more accessible, uh, to so many people and, um,
0: you know, I don't know. Do I share that? Is that appropriate to share? Well, now you (laughs) can tease if you don't share now. Everybody comment. Share, share, share.
1: Okay. So here's just kind of an interesting little story. But um, so when I was uh, first um, uh, learning, uh, well, when I was first like starting to learn about what you did and and, like what Zane teaches and like deciding whether or not I was going to do it, I was talking to someone who... um, uh, has some interesting views on certain things, but uh, I told her I was I was like you know I, I'm uh, uh, I'm going to be doing a shamanic apprenticeship I think, and she's like oh she's like, I didn't think white people were allowed to be shamans well, oh. I was like what <laughs> she and she went on this whole rant about like cultural appropriation and stuff like that and um, and then you know I later on learning about like Jasine talking about like yeah. the way that the the Keros are. I'm like, man, <laughs> like but um, well, you can speak to it a little better, but they they're uh they're so I don't know. I don't even know what I'm going with that. Hank, you need to say well, words. Well
0: they they used to be like that, the Carol, and but they had this uh, prophecy of the eagle and the condor flying together, and there was an earthquake, and they took that as a sign that it was time to start teaching the tradition to the children of the north. And it also was very timely because none of the the Carol children wanted to learn it. Uh, you know, it's kind of like if, if you're in it all the time, uh, it doesn't have the same sparkle as if you aren't in it all the time. So their children didn't want to learn it, so they started teaching it to uh, people like Zane and Elizabeth Jenkins and the gentleman who started the Four Winds Society. They started teaching their their um, tradition to the children of the North, and uh, and they knew that they would carry that tradition forward. But in other in other cultures, it's very much like if you're not a native potentially they wouldn't teach you or it would be very one-off circumstances and very reserved for letting that information out though it's coming a long way I think it's starting to make leaps and bounds uh, just from some of my own experiences that uh, maybe it's going to be a little bit more forthcoming with some of that but uh you're right it's like and plus the word shaman there's that's an umbrella term there's so many traditions that fall up underneath that so whoever that right. was when they heard the word shaman they're thinking what they think of it which is which is probably a northern tradition not a southern tradition and the word shaman is actually referring to a tradition from the Siberian region of russia which is not north <laughs> or south america right. <laughs> so, so depending like when you hear the word shaman everybody immediately goes to a point of view of what they think that means and then all of a sudden when it's right. not matching up they're like oh well that's wrong no it's not wrong it's just different and that's one of the beautiful things of the Karo. They say the gold is in the differences. It's not what's the same. Don't relate our tradition away. What is different? And that's where the gold and the magic is, is when you find these little nuances that are different, because that's where you fi- have a new understanding and a new awareness. Mm, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I know from my personal experience a lot that I had um, – been taught by the spirits about uh, like uh, you know certain methods of moving energy and uh, like even uh, you know calling in various spirits and energy and all this stuff. Uh, as we've been going through the spirit lodges and the apprenticeship, um, you know, I realized like wow, a lot of this is so incredibly similar to what the spirits already taught me. But it is in the things. That uh, aren't the same that I never really thought of in, in that particular way. That I have really gained so much already in this short period of time, and we really, you know, like Hank says, we've barely even gotten started. But um, so, yeah, definitely, I, I think um, uh, finding the similarities between these traditions from so very different regions of the world is, is beautiful and helps to validate, and um, and is just, I mean, absolutely incredible. But Definitely, don't relate away the differences. The um, those new points of view that the whatever the things you can gain from um, yeah, I guess just the differences is incredible. So it'll be open to that, definitely.
0: Right. And one of the examples I remember Zane giving is uh, one of the students when they were learning about the apus. Someone said, "Oh, that's just like our guardian angels." And the Carol got real upset. They're like, no, <laughs> our apu is an apu, and your angel is an angel. They're different. <laughs> so like call it what it is type of thing but they were trying to relate away or the same thing happened with the spanish coming in uh when they saw the chumpy stones and they were for five they were five instead of seven they changed it up and uh, they started making seven stones to correlate to the chakra system instead of nawi's. so if they were were to relate away that difference and chakra means spinning disc it's like the energy distribution center where a nawi is like a lens or an eye or like a camera lens if you think about how it opens and closes to let more light in or out uh it's it's a totally different function and if you start to relate it you would have lost that so just food for thought for all those good things and if you're joining us if you're on any of the shared things if you're not on stir crazy shamans or the youtube channel we will not see comments if you do want to make a comment make sure you head over to the youtube channel or our facebook page so we can uh, speak to that if you have any questions or anything else on your mind because if you haven't been able to tell we're completely off topic, which is awesome. <laughs> so, if you ask a question off topic, we are certainly willing to go there. Oh, we do have someone saying good morning. Good morning, Char. Wonderful. Good morning. Uh,
1: and I just heard my phone ding. I have to make sure that's not my mother. <laughs>
0: uh oh. Gotta make sure. I guess mom's coming over to Casey's house because he was bad. <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. All right.
0: No, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mm. And I just got a message from someone hearing you on site, crazy shamans this morning, but can't see you. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> Can everybody else see us? Shar, you're just joining us. Can you see us okay? Uh, maybe it's just a weird fluke uh, with whoever's that device is uh, trying to watch us. <laughs> Sometimes technology just is very odd. You never know what's going to happen with it. Yep. She sees us. So cool. Well, Mary, uh, I got your message. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, maybe if you go watch on the replay, you'll get to see us. Or if you go to the YouTube channel, uh, it may be there as well, uh, where you can see us actually by my other screen right now. And I see us um, just fine. So interesting. Five nine eleven.
1: Five nine, 11.
0: Five nine, 11. That's an access like when 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 technology goes awry. Like they found. Well, this is where it came from. Gary Douglas is the founder of Access. yeah, there when like homeless people would come up to him and they would ask for change. He energetically gave them change. So he's like one two three. Right, and they would be like, "Whoa!" And like, they would have like this energy wave go through them, and they would almost stagger away, like they were drunk after that. And so they started playing around with numbers, and they found that each number has like different, um, different energy and different potency. So when technology is going awry, uh, they find that the combination of three, um, uh, five, nine, eleven uh, does really well. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine ten, eleven, and you can play with that, like play with it. Well, don't play with it too much, but those ones you can use for technology because each number has a different little. Nuance to it.
1: <laughs> yes, I've. Uh... I've only played with the technology one a couple of times, but I now I kind of want to go up to people on the street and do one, two, three at them.
0: These <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was three. I got to go back and like look at my book, but they have like different ones and there's some that you only do like, you do really sparingly uh, because it's like a lot of change and you got to give the change that you throw out there a chance to show up <laughs> uh, before you, because that's one of the things with creation too. Like we have this amazing potency as creators and we put something out to the universe and the universe says great i had no problem i'll bring that to you and it starts to put everything into motion and 10 seconds later you choose something different and the universe is like oh oh yeah well that's not a problem we'll start doing it and then 10 seconds later you choose something different and then the universe is like oh okay because so if nothing else when you're looking to create for yourself be consistent with your choices and the universe has a far easier time when you're consistent with what you're requesting and demanding of it to have it shop for you versus changing. Oh, your uh,
1: so I have to tell the story now. Um, so, uh, uh what, how, what to call them. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, in, uh, doing this work with the Kintus that we do, um, uh, we use Bay leaves as a substitute here in uh, the U S and, um, uh, so I wanted bay leaves that weren't just like from a uh, you know like from the grocery store or something. I wanted bay leaves that um, you know were either like picked by someone who for like for the purpose of doing this work, or um, or or some other special you know something along those lines. Anyway, so um, I connected with someone uh, just over Facebook randomly. I don't know if they showed up in my friend suggested or whatever or theirs. And, um, they messaged me and were like, do do you know this guy? And I'm like, no. And, uh, we talked a little bit and he ended up coming in to see me, uh, for a massage and we really connected. He was awesome. Like really into like, uh, the shamanic work that I was doing and all that stuff. And, um, I was telling him about, he was talking about like how he had gone through some rituals and used like tobacco as like a prayer plant. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I've been looking for like these, um, uh, bay leaves uh, to use as like a prayer plant for our kintus uh, but like i don't just want any bay leaves i want them like if i could find them picked by a shaman that would be amazing and he's like oh i have a bag of those do you want them <laughs> and i was i was so so for like two or three weeks before this i was like every day i'd look and like try and find somewhere where i could get these and like, to no avail and then this guy just shows up and he's like yep i got a bag you
0: want them i was like Wondering how you were going to tell that story. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! And it's it's,
1: it's amazing. Like you said, you, you put like that was something that I was putting really out there at the universe, yeah, putting it out, and then it just you know, it just shows up.
0: Yeah, and the, in, in order to get them the the normal way that I know how to get them, it wasn't going to be till probably January because the, the them picking it and everything was totally disrupted because of the whole COVID thing. So like the soonest I could even probably get them would be January February of next year, <laughs> and so the fact that that happened was just like. Mind blowing, yeah. and uh, just saying hello, Anna. Oh, the comment didn't show up, thank you guys for all your beautiful talks. It's been helping me open up to new possibilities. You're welcome. We're so glad that you are here with us.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> there was That's someone crazy. else, one of my friends that like, I wasn't expecting to be watching these. Another one, oh, yeah, my uh, if you're watching, uh, Mike Beard um uh, make a comment one of these times ask us what you want to hear us talk about uh my friend mike beard is uh, i've been friends with him since like high school uh, but he messaged me the other day and he said he's been catching the shows and really enjoying them so it's amazing how many people like you know I, like i have no idea that are watching or like wouldn't expect to be that are and uh, oh, it's just so cool that we're reaching all these
0: it uh, is people. i even i was in line at a, the grocery store the other day and someone like was walking um like to get in the end of the line was walking by goes hey stir crazy and I, like i'm like did he just recognize me that's kind of fun or even better he was stir crazy or saying we were all stir crazy but i have a feeling he was referencing the show <laughs> that's so amazing it fun. it's like a little celebrity moment Woo-hoo. <laughs> cool uh, <laughs> So where do we go now? I also know you have to think about your mom getting there. Today. I know. I
1: actually just got another text. I know, I should, I'm just going to bring the phone over here. so
0: up. Yeah, It makes more sense.
1: <laughs> it's charging. So
0: I... oh, and Also, if you're watching this either now or on the replay, obviously the t- we're not talking about the title today. Uh, so we're going to be changing the thumbnail and the title. So if you have a vote of what would be a good title for what today's show was, put it in the comments on YouTube and we'll see uh, what, what we might make the, the uh, title of the show to be.
1: My mother like, says she's ready to come over, so we we, we probably go on for another uh, five ten minutes.
0: <laughs> five ten minutes. Any questions out there? Anything you want us to direct our final five to ten minutes together uh, to? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, this was already a really fun one, though. I Man, I, I, I don't know. For me the kintu is such a beautiful uh, practice and um, I have the feeling there's so much more to it than my logical brain uh, recognizes and like spiritually I can feel what's going on but um, it is just uh, I don't know, it's so powerful and I led, uh, I was on a, oh go ahead No, no,
0: I was just going to say we've done kintu version 1.0, there's a whole the separate thing when you're building the pack under the mesa. We'll do that on camera one day. That's what we'll do out in nature once. Uh, now that we had, by the way, thank you everyone for subscribing. We're at 104 now, so we can officially go live from our mobile devices. Yes. So uh, our plan is to go on these nature hikes and things and using my iPad, we'll set up a little thing and be able to go live and do like ceremony in the woods and like be able to broadcast it. And one of the things we can do is show how you do and build this packet, which is really the story of creation. And then and with the leaves, in addition to that, you're adding a kernel of corn, you're adding um, a little bit of uh, fat. Tr- uh, traditionally, yeah, I'm a fat, but you can use olive oil and things like that, um, a flower petal, and then dipping that into a wine and some other things. And it's just this beautiful process of how to really set and make a waka, which is like an eye, a portal to the upper world uh, by doing this process. So we'll show that uh, one time out in nature and that will be fun.
1: Oh, so interesting. Well, I'm going to tell a couple things. The first is I was going to say about the Kintu. um, uh, I was on a hike with my cousin who I hadn't seen in uh, a while. Um, And uh, this was just yesterday.
0: And swamp walk.
1: Yeah, the swamp <laughs> walk. It, it was very much a swamp walk. There were certain parts of the trail that I normally walk on. I've never seen – I've seen little tiny puddles if it rained a lot. But, I mean, there were, like, rivers flowing through the normal <laughs> It was pretty wild.
0: Originally, I, I was sad I couldn't go. But then after I heard that, I was kind of happy I
1: didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> well, my feet well, we were – the socks were just soaked with mud. So it was <laughs> – but it was great. It was wonderful. Anyway, um, so we were at this one point, and I, I saw this – plant with these leaves that were like the perfect shape for a Kintu. And I was like, Ooh, so I picked them. And then we were walking along and I found the spot and I thought about it. And I was like, do you guys want to, it was him and his girlfriend. I was like, do you guys want to join in and do the Kintu as well? And uh, so they were like, yeah, sure. So they tried it and um, uh, just guided them through it. And uh, his uh, girlfriend had never done anything like that before. Um, I, I was, I was like, I, I don't know if I asked her what she thought or if she just said but she was like I just feel so relaxed right now mm-hmm. and um, and it's amazing you know how uh, even someone like that with no real prior context or anything can uh, just really connect and feel that like deep peace that comes along with doing this kind of simple ceremony Um so that was a really special moment for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, probably it's easier sometimes, I think, for people who have no prior context to have an experience. Could go, I guess, either way. But my, my experience more times than not is that when it's so far out of left field, they have a much deeper experience than if they've had the work before, because now they might have a point of comparison and then have a judgment or expectation about how you're doing what you're doing, where if you haven't, there's a clean slate. There's no mm-hmm. prior um, judgment or anything that can get in the way of possibility.
1: And then um, the other thing I was going to say, I know you've mentioned and I've seen in videos where they kind of like whip wine around to uh, do offerings and stuff like that. So um, I didn't even make that connection until you were just talking about like dipping the flowers in the wine. But um, I was sitting here uh, the other night and I was talking to my angel guides uh, who I'm like very, very, very close with, have been since way before um, I came to Earth. And, um, I was talking to them and, you know, they were doing some healing work for me and I was like, you know what? I've been learning about this, I, thing. like, what can I, what can I do for you guys? Like, is there anything you guys want? And they told me they're like, you don't have to do anything. I was like, yeah, I know, but I want to do, I want to like make some kind of offering or like, what can I do? And, uh, so the one guy that's like, you could leave some wine out for us. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, really angels want wine. They're like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and um, some of
0: my guys like rum. I, I like I'm, I've been sober for over twelve years, but I go to the liquor store. I'm buying rum, and uh, I just have it there, and I offer it every night on my altar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, was like, I was like, all right, was like, that's what you guys want. I will get it. But I was like, is there anything else though? Because like, you know, I I don't know if I'm going to run out to the store and grab like a bottle of. Uh, I, well, anyway, I asked. So I was asking if there was anything else I could also get, and then um, it was funny because they all went around. And the one guide was like, she's like, oh, I love lavender and uh, and roses. It's just like if you get some like lavender and rose, that would be awesome. And I'm like, oh, you've got it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it for you. And then um, it was funny. So I went around and they all like were asking for different things. And this one guide, uh, the angel guide, he has these um, uh, like knives or like dagger type things that he like manipulates energetically to do all this like incredible stuff and like he like cuts cords with them and does all like this really intricate work with them um and so it got to him and he was sitting there like he always is he's just kind of like playing with them and uh i was like oh he's gonna want some kind of like cool fancy knife or something i was like for sure that's what he's gonna want and he's like i like
0: blueberries
1: (laughs) Oh well, wasn't expecting that, but you've got blueberries, man.
0: Yeah, sometimes I'll make like a thing of coffee and I'll put it out on the altar. And but if you're if you're in tune with your guides or if you have an ancestor altar, you can offer like food for what they what they would have liked in their uh, while they were living. And then after you have it on the altar for a little bit, like maybe you put it there in the morning. By the time you come in the evening, you take that outside and you offer it to the animals. So it's not like you're using it and then throwing it away. And the wine that you're talking about when they flick the wine normally you would have like wine in a little container and usually you have like red wine and white white wine and a carnation red and white carnation and as you build like despachos you would take the uh, carnation and dunk it in the wine and kind of flick it on the different things that you're putting as a little offering to the the little kintus and to the different things that represent masculine and feminine energies and then at the end of course you have the wine and you kind of just throw it up into the upper world to offer it there so at the end like the little containers that you have that gets whipped up not the container but you know you stop and the wine goes the first time I ever did that I threw my cup too and Zane was like making fun of me for it <laughs> but, but that's uh, that's what the wine would have been used for. And they used to use, um, you'll be happy, being that you're vegan, that they use wine now. It used to be like yama fat, um, uh, yama, uh, llama blood uh, that they would use. And they substituted wine after the Catholic influence with a uh, communion or whatnot. Well, I'm happy for that. I know. Well, usually it wasn't that they would kill the llama. They just have a lot of, um, they have a lot of stillborn children and things like that. And so, oftentimes, like the stillborn llama is offered in like a big dispatch of Mother Earth or and things like that. So they they still honor it. So it's not like they're going out killing the animal for the blood or anything like that. Oftentimes, when an animal is sacrificed in that tradition, it's not for the purpose of killing an animal. It's like they it was gonna happen anyway, whether they needed to feed the community or if it was like a stillborn or something like that, but it's like still honoring it and making it part of that divine reciprocity process by offering it as a spouter to the earth, you're creating fertile soil that your crops are gonna grow better. So it's all this I need that is still occurring that they have found ways to to bring that into balance when things like that happen.
1: Hmm. Um but uh yeah no I, j- I did find that was interesting and I, uh, about like the, the the one guide was like yeah wine would be good uh, <laughs> and then and then but it brought up an interesting thing because i saw on facebook someone had made a post saying um like uh alcohol the word comes from some like arabic word alcohol meaning like uh, soul eating spirit or something and how like the fastest way to lower your vibration is to drink alcohol and, um, and just spending it as like being this like almost like demonic thing that you should never touch in any circumstance. And while I agree that um, uh, alcohol, hmm, how to put it? I, I, I Like I said, in, in this tradition that we're like, we don't see anything as bad or good, right? Things just are as they are. And um, while I don't think it's a good idea for anyone to be like abuse, abusively like using alcohol in large quantities, um, I still think there are like certain places where, you know, um, for some people it may be uh, appropriate or even beneficial in the moment to use that substance.
0: Awesome. Um, I mean, if, it, if you're doing it to enhance consciousness, then you're probably okay. Uh, in my case, I was a professional drinker for many years and I was doing it to make my awareness go away or at least a perception of it going away, which did not work because when, you're, when you have that, you're wide open to all these influences, but you have no consciousness around it. And it's kind of like a Hmm. energetic free-for-all getting pummeled but if you were like having a oh, wine to connect with the spirit or something like that like i personally would probably not do it unless i was really getting some clear guidance because being in recovery i would be like eh, do i really need to do that with you spirit i don't think so like that's not yeah. a requirement but then again no. yeah. when i was in florida for thanksgiving one year uh, i had this bourbon pie at the end man it was like eating a shot and i didn't like relapse or anything like that <laughs> so it's like um because I wasn't doing it as an escape they say in um, AA that it's your ability to stay sober is contingent upon your spiritual fitness if you're spiritually fit you will not relapse but if you are not spiritually fit you've already relapsed you're just heading towards that drink and starting to medicate again because you cut off your awareness from source that's where it is when you're when you're disconnected that's where the slippery slope is because you're trying to be separate from all that is and pretend that you're not one and it doesn't work that way Mm. pretend all you want you're still one with all <laughs> <laughs> um but then so it was
1: interesting when i read that i read an article though uh, that was talking very much in the opposite direction they were saying that um there has been uh like a history of use of um alcoholic beverages to like connect with the various spiritual beings throughout a lot of cultures and then this woman was a shaman uh, who had a friend that was talking to them about how um, like, the, I think they were just noticed how like the energy of when, and this friend, I don't was spiritual, but I don't think was like really like focused on any kind of like healing or medicine path or anything. But um, they were uh, uh, like telling them, oh, I noticed there's like always a difference between like if I drink wine or like if I drink like this other like alcohol, like the way that it makes me feel and all that. So she was curious and she journeyed um, to meet the spirit of wine. And uh, and she so she described the whole. This is a cool article. I, don't, I wish I could. I could no, and
0: I, I don't look at it as opposite. They're talking about using it with the intention of connecting and being more conscious. So it's all like your your attention, intention is setting the tone for everything. And I was intending to zone out. And so, but
1: anyway, but this but it was so. so she was t- talking about how she met with the spirit of wine, and that this the spirit of wine uh ex, explain explained, explained. <laughs> <laughs> to explain that um how like like the different forms of alcohol have uh, like you know different vibrational frequencies and that alcohols that are made from plants that or grow on vines, be it like uh, grape, or I don't know what other plants that grow on vines, they would make alcohol out of, but that they are like of the highest vibration of the alcohols. And that this, if you can find it, look up like sh- shamanic view of wine or something on Google, but it was a really cool uh, journey and, and connection she had with that spirit. And it just got me thinking, you know, because I have also in the past, you know, um, definitely used alcohol to suppress my um, uh, spiritual abilities and so there have been uh, long periods of time where I was like, oh, well, you know, never touching that. It's just bad. It's all horrible. Um, but uh, there have since been times when... Was uh, it from Sarah
0: Finley? I don't was know. It I don't like
1: remember it? at all.
0: Yeah. Um, well, go ahead. I, I think I found it, uh, but I will post it here in a second. I'm just kind of looking through.
1: But um so I, that just I don't know, it just got me thinking about that. when when my guides um, asked for wine, I was like, huh, interest. So I brought that back up and I was kind of contemplating that a little bit. But it is, some. Um, It's interesting, for
0: sure. I found this one. It's from 2016 on Sarah Finley's website. So I just posted that. And as I was going through the other tab, I do know what Mary was talking about now. On all the pages where this was being cross-posted, it is audio only, and the video is not displaying for some reason. So if you are just listening to us, if you go to Stir Crazy Shamans, the video is working just fine. It's only if you were looking at Sonic Shaman, Shaman's Way, Holistic Health and Healing, any of those those would not be... uh, Displaying video for some reason. Weird technology. Oh, you're, you're saying uh, she in playing country. Playing What's that? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Casey.
1: So you were saying on, on Shaman's Way, like for example, it wouldn't well, be playing video?
0: I was in the creator studio for Facebook because the way that we do this is we stream to some places because, directly. And then when I go, because of, it was, is it there? Oh
1: yeah i was gonna say i'm on shamans way on facebook and the video is there
0: yeah well in the creator studio it was black and it said there's trouble displaying the video so there might have been any possible issues possibly i'm not sure but anyway um, if you are watching this uh, or listening to this on a replay or whatnot from uh, one of the pages and it's uh, black at any time go ahead and go to stir crazy shamans or the youtube channel Uh, there shouldn't have been any problems there it looks like it may have just been uh, the cross posting pages so.
1: so, and I noticed that all good here since I live in wine country. Now, yeah. here's what I'm going to say about that. Now, and here's been my experience, right? With, with any plant medicine, um, because alcohol in a way is, is a plant medicine. Um, but uh, if you're just unconsciously using something to, like, you know, feel different... Well, that's a much different experience than if you were to sit and you you know it's you see people doing it with like uh, you know other plant medicines but like with alcohol the same thing i've done it since then where i decide to sit down and my body is like you know all right might be a good experience to have a, like a, a beer right now so i'll call it sometimes i'll call in all the individual spirits of like if i know like i'll call in the spirit of hops very powerful plant medicine on its own uh, uh, so i'll call in that spirit the spirit of like the uh, barley that was used to make it and the spirit of the alcohol and um and then i'll go through i'll actually call in father rain to come and purify any of the heavy energies that might have been in there from whatever whoever interacted with it or however it was made clear that out fill it up with Sami the sweet light energy and then come into resonance with it and then uh sort of breathe like that 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 uh, uh whatever you call it, the baby's breath. Um, I knew it, I knew the word for it. But I'll infuse my intent into it. And then sometimes I'll even tell it like sort of what its job is. You know, like, all right, your job right now is to help me to feel peaceful and grounded in this moment so that I can connect in the present and relax and rest in order to find that space where I can yeah, whatever, like springboard out and to go even deeper into spirit after I'm done resting or whatever it might be. Um, and, uh, so, you know, working with the alcohol in that way, is a lot different than just, you know, going to the bar and taking a few shots. Much yeah. different
0: <laughs> I feel inspired to share too, like in a grandfather's ceremony, which is like a San Pedro ceremony of uh, there's four different rounds and you pass around like a, a pipe with tobacco and whatnot, and you would take, Like your while your tobacco is a prayer plant, it's a a plant of intentions, and you don't actually inhale this when you are smoking it. You would just bring it into your mouth, and then you have like a cup of water that you would actually breathe your intentions into the water, and then you would drink the water. So there, I'm just it kind of felt resonant as you're as you're doing everything and telling what its job is, even with like the tobacco plant and ceremony. You're you're using it to actualize your dreams and then you're putting it into the water and then you're actually internalizing it to help bring it into, you know, similar to how people chew coca. You would put your aspirations into the, the leaves and you would give them to the shaman to chew during a hapaikusa ceremony and then the uh, the shaman by chewing the leaves, it's um, bringing it internally and it's, his energy is helping to actualize the things that you're looking to bring to your life. So all just these different ways that plant medicines, whether it's an, a super addictive one or not, when used in the proper setting with ceremony and things can really be a uh you know put your uh, your intentions and your aspirations on steroids to actualize in your life mm. and to, well
1: let's see now i want to go into <laughs> the whole conversation we're just getting into waters that are really fascinating for me well they all are but this especially uh, tell
0: your mom to take your time getting there
1: oh well, she's <laughs> she is buzzing at the door so i'm gonna oh, have to no. write right this second so maybe you can talk to, and like wrap up but i have to uh, i have
0: to go. <laughs> oh, okay well oh. Bye, Casey. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, We'll probably do a whole nother thing. It sounds like um, the topic of addictions and uh, plant medicines might be a really good one for us to start with at some point. But I will give just a minute or two if there's any other questions that you have today about what we've talked about so far. Granted, Casey, you can't be with us right now because mom is important. It's got to have your priorities straight. Uh, but you can go ahead and comment, and I'm happy to speak to it here for the just next minute or so. Let's see. Uh, for those of you who are watching this, every month I do a ceremony and sound concert. We are doing it virtually now. We're going to have it in person at the center, and we are going to stream it. So if you're interested in that, you can go to holistichealthandhealing.net and go under a ceremony, a Sonic Shaman Concert, and you can see about that. If this is on a replay. We do it typically on the fourth Friday of every month. So if you're too Um, late for this month's then check out the schedule and Casey's going to be joining me and we're going to be doing all kinds of fun things there. He does like a lot of throat singing which sounds like a didgeridoo, but he just does it with his voice and then um, this is kind of our trial run of doing it virtually. We got a special microphone that should be really good at picking up all the different crystal bowls and things that I use. Actually I think I can show a picture of that. I have um, a picture of my setup so if you kind of want to see what it looks like
1: Okay, she said I could come. She's here, but I'm
0: gonna <laughs> wrap up with us. <laughs> okay, well, I was, I was doing, I was just giving a couple minutes for questions, and I was talking about the Sonic Shaman concert that's coming up, and I was about to show a picture of one of the past setups in case he's going to be there, uh, yes. he may be a regular edition. As long I know, sometimes it's a little bit close to his bedtime with how late we do him, but uh, <laughs> he's going to be joining us. Come on, picture. I'm waiting for it to just upload here. Uh, but that's, uh, do you have any events coming up, Casey? Oh, here's the uh, picture. So this is uh, kind of, this is a, a really small spread compared to what I normally do, but I have a MESA set up in the front, though I normally will have a, a bigger spread that will look more like this, uh, that's set up now, like a four way um, spread. But I put the crystal balls all throughout the room and uh, we're only gonna let six people be there in person this time around because of the space concerns and six foot distancing, but online there is no limit. So if you're interested in that, holistichealthandhealing.net and Casey will be there doing light language, start singing or whatever he's inspired to do.
1: And possibly some didge as well.
0: Oh yes. Cause I have like dishes. We were like having a little dueling dish at the office the other day, which was fun. Oh, um,
1: energy got real powerful. He
0: yeah, <laughs> found that he shouldn't mix a uh, ghost pepper. Well, shouldn't. Uh, yeah. That's a judgment, but uh, being mindful if he's going to mix uh, eating ghost pepper stuff along with playing the dish, because it really amps up the vibration. <laughs> and away. I did. I did.
1: I practically was, but no, <laughs> (laughs) as far as things coming up um i would say stay tuned here i mean uh, i i this week i I haven't been doing lately the um uh spirit guide readings but i have a feeling a couple of those are going to happen this week um and then um uh We have some things in the works. Me and Hank are going to be talking a little bit more about uh, possibly a a cacao ceremony coming up. Um, That's more like when we're able to do more in-person things and we'll have to kind of see where the COVID-19 thing takes us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of anxiety around it. but. You know, this is all to slow it, not to stop it. So, right. you know, it will never be gone. It's there somewhere out in the world. So like, um, but
1: yeah, uh, but, but tune on and, and subscribe to Shaman's Way on uh, YouTube. And um, it could be later today. I do uh, one of the little I.N.E. spirit guide readings.
0: So um, check that out. Yeah. Let me get the Shaman's Way link real quick because uh, I don't think I have it set here. Shaman's Way. Cool. Do you know when you might be going on or you're not sure? Mm, no <laughs> no. Nope.
1: that's why you got to subscribe and turn on the notifications so you know well fun. I
0: was more thinking because if I know that I'm a furry that I would like hop on but oh. I, well, I, I, I try to catch him in the background I'm all sneaky in the back. sometimes I'm dancing in the studio in case he's <laughs> laughing and people are like what's he laughing at and it's me
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just tell him there's some really crazy spirits dancing around in the background
0: <laughs> but here is the link for Shaman's Way if you want to subscribe to Shaman's Way And then he always streams to different places. So the only place that you know for sure you'll catch it is if you are catching it on his Facebook or the YouTube. And YouTube is preferred because the more people YouTube sees watching our videos, the more it feels that it's relevant and the more it will serve it to other people. So whenever you're watching one of your videos, if you can give a thumbs up, make a comment. Uh, anything like that share it to social media uh, that's all going to help because if they see all, all those traffic sources come in like already I'm amazed at how much uh, in just a month we're getting served up pretty well a lot of our traffic now not a lot it's like 23% of all the views are coming from uh, YouTube suggesting it because they find it to be relevant so that is a uh, pretty cool for somebody that's just been doing it for over a month
1: oh yeah yeah I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so awesome stuff all, All right. right. No, you got your mom, so we shall let Casey go and be mindful with that. We'll play the fun ending one because it just uh, feels so energized ending on this note. So everyone will see you hopefully tomorrow, right?
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, tomorrow. Nike, Nike, Nike. Probably haven't. <laughs>